Pick and mix. Ah, 26. Ah, now, <laughs> that almost sounds like we knew that bingo call, but... Yes, yeah. But in my defence, yeah. I used to call bingo. You did used to call bingo, yes. So, But we did have to get the producer to look that one up. Yes, because I specifically didn't know the, <laughs> <laughs> the one for 26. But, um, yeah, it still makes sense. Absolutely. Uh, people aren't lost. It's just like, you know, people listening at home like... Oh God! They start. They know the bingo calls now. I've got no idea who these people are. <laughs> yeah. By the way, my name is Pete. My name is Josh, and together we are Josh and with Pete. And it's sort of uh, you were saying a soft reboot. Soft reboot of the show. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, so it's like when, uh, like when the Amazing Spider-Man turned to the Superior Spider-Man for a bit. Oh, it's the right. same creative team, but um, Peter Parker was temporarily. Uh, Octavius, who was a clone of Peter Parker, masquerading as Spider-Man. Yeah. Okay. Did you not know about I that? I didn't know about that. <laughs> I knew something about um, Doctor Octopus became Spider-Man at yeah. some point. Is that yeah. what that is? That is what it is, yeah. Right, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. It's called the Superior Spider-Man for all the comic uh, guys out there. Uh, Dan Slott wrote it. It's a, it's a good arc. Shout out to you, Dan. Shout out to Dan. He's a great follow on Twitter, is Dan Slott. <laughs> is he really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ah, fair dues. Anyway. Um, so... Last week, we promised two things, a yes. guest yes. and a new format thing. This is true. But the guest can't make it. Not this week. But might happen next week. We have, yes, guest scheduled for next week. That's it. And the new format thing, we're still working out the technicalities. Yeah, we've got something quite ambitious planned. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we're working out a, a few different things about it. But uh, I'm told that we do have a, uh, a new format, mm. uh, courtesy of... My co-host Pete here. Your old pal Pete, yeah, <clears throat> absolutely. So, um, before we launch into this, okay, I think we had a mailbag to open. Oh God, we did. There yes. we go. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, we uh, dive into our bulging sack, mm -hmm. um, and uh, we'll, we've got a uh, a repeat. Um, offender. Offender, yeah. <laughs> Fan of the Description? show. Description? <laughs> Fan of the show, Charlie, um, who's been in touch before. Oh, Charlie from um, London, is it? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Charlie so from London. Never met him. Hello, Charlie. Uh, yeah, I, I've, and he very much wants to uh, meet you. I have met Charlie. <clears throat> Apparently, yeah. Um, and uh, basically, uh, he's often pulling us up on some of the factual inaccuracies in the show. Yeah. <laughs> I see your face already. Uh, right, so, uh, Charlie writes... Hello, as a long-term fan of the show mm. uh, and purveyor of the truth, right. I'd like to point out that during episode 24 of the podcast, during the slating of Smashed Avocado, yeah. you seemingly make an incorrect statement claiming that Smashed Avocado is neither dried nor fruit. Um, and whilst it may not be uh, dried, the avocado pear, as it is known, is in fact a fruit. And uh, I would like you to correct the record, yours, a listener. <laughs> Fair do. So it is a fruit. Apparently, avocados are a fruit. They've got the seeds in them, haven't they? The seed is on the inside, yeah, yeah. which I suppose makes it a fruit, right? Yeah, absolutely. Which is why strawberries with the seeds on the outside aren't a fruit. Oh, right. Uh, and that's why I think a banana is technically a seed because you can plant it and it just becomes a banana. Okay, human beings have their seeds inside them. Uh, well, <laughs> no. No? I mean, suppose, yeah, we've got, yeah, I suppose, but it's not really something that you plant like a like frog spawn you don't just like both go down into the garden and leave it in the same place and wait for it to grow that's what my mum used to do to me <laughs> <laughs> not really oh, mum i have so many questions but i'll, I'll refrain not really oh god uh, Okay, so fair enough. It is a fruit. It's a fruit. We'll go yes, with that. avocado. Avocado is a fruit. So uh, terribly sorry for anybody that's uh, out there that's been scoffing away at different things to try and get their fruit and veg five a day. You could have been having avocado toast this whole time. Yes, I'm sorry about that. And we apologise to the avocados out there <laughs> for misrepresenting you yeah. <laughs> on our platform. Um, now the producer is holding up a sign that says. Pineapples are berries. Pineapples are berries, right? Okay, we're, but we're getting back to hot dog sandwich situ situation, aren't we? They do look a bit like berries, like big yellow blackberries. Um, I, yes, I suppose. Yeah, with the they've got the haircut though, right? They've got the haircut. Yes. Uh, but yeah. do they? How do pineapples grow? On a tree. On a tree. On a tree. Yeah. On so a that, tree. that uh, so why do they leave the leaves on? 
every now and again you get some really fancy oranges yeah they'll leave like one of the leaves on the edge of the orange or something like that yeah but every pineapple 10 leaves that's not i think it's because they look a bit odd without it um and i probably they probably age like really really quickly if you take a bit of like, yes because yeah. you uh, you open the top to the elements yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. oxidizes so i think you need it there yeah the thing about people having like one leaf on an orange when it's posh right it's like you know free, yeah. free range edge and, and like you open up the box and one of the eggs has got like a bit of shit and a feather on it. <laughs> yeah. just so you know it's free range yeah it's yeah. just like i could have done without that i believe you it's an egg yeah. it's like an orange it's just like i didn't think that you made this orange in a lab but i knew it come for a tree yeah uh, oh god go on bennett Anyway, anyway, because we are now experts on food, we uh, we have a podcast with a with a marginal following, yeah. which we speak about food on every single show. <laughs> so we are we are food content creators. We are like Jamie Oliver, <laughs> <laughs> in the fact that you are once again naked. <laughs> I can't help it. I'm free range. You've got a bit of shit in the feather stuck to me, and that's it. <laughs> Anyway, um, I actually had a bit of mailbag myself. Okay. I had a bit of feedback. Um, my dad, who listens to this regularly. Your dad I, listens I, to this? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. so we've got almost all of our parents listening. It's <laughs> crazy, right? Absolutely crazy. Um, he Again, it was food-related. People think we have a food podcast for some reason. Because we always talk about food. <laughs> <laughs> but it's never like pork cuisine no it's no we just, we just talk about weird snacks <laughs> and um, he was uh, saying he brought up the subject of wagon wheels um okay now this is this could be a you may have missed situation right because you were born 1993 do you remember mini wagon wheels mini wagon wheels yeah you used to have them in your lunchbox they come in a pack of two you you could get them in packs of two yeah yes okay hmm yeah, that's sort of mid-90s, isn't it? Late yeah. 90s, okay. Because we were talking about how back in the mid-80s, wagon wheels were huge. Right, okay. They were huge, and they were genuinely huge. You know. What, like as in the size of like a bike tyre or something like that? Uh, maybe but not, not that, that big. big. No. But like a dinner plate. Uh, is, this what, is this the kind of thing you know, you're talking? Yeah, a little bit smaller than that. Um, a saucer. The size of a saucer. Right, okay. But not like now. It's not about now. The, yeah, it's about the size of a McDonald's hamburger like it from is. the 99p range it one. is yes but um what they did was they brought out mini wagon wheels and they were the size of the wagon wheels that we have now okay right right they sold really well people and then they took them off the shelves then they took the big ones off the shelf they made the mini ones the normal ones and the new mini ones the even smaller ones so the ones that i know to be mini ones are the mini mini ones they are the mini mini ones and i probably never knew the big ones the maxi ones the maxi ones we'll, we'll yeah, call them. Exactly. yeah. <laughs> Um, oh, the macro wheels. Yeah, oh, that sounds that sounds like some new kind of NFT Bitcoin thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Me, macro wheels. Me and Tim and Chad and macro wheels. <laughs> <laughs> All we do is collect Pokemon cards and dollars. <laughs> uh, I keep looking into NFTs just to see if I can understand them. Not because I want to buy them. The thing is, though, mate, I, you understand it. It's just that stupid. That's what it is. How? Like, un- yeah, <laughs> you get you just, get it. It's just, it's just. Have you seen all of the, um, all of the uh, rates of like every NFT is like crashed. Like uh, all sales have just stopped. Okay. Within the past like month, that bubble is going to burst. Yeah, very soon. because I could draw a picture of a spiral with a hat on it. Yep. And there's no an one else in the world has done that. And yep. what I get a million pound for selling that to someone? If you convince somebody that that is in the future going to be worth a million pounds, right? You can sell it for two hundred grand. And if they genuinely believe that that is that asset which is just a file like or a link i suppose um if they think that that's going to appreciate to beyond that then they will pay that for you and a true economist will tell you that things are worth what somebody is willing to pay i guess so So, i suppose they have value but they don't actually have any value so it's it's just a con get your money while you can absolutely just more money than sense these people right yeah oh yeah yeah the people that are buying them are people that like just want to they're they're trying to get a bigger slice of the pie you know what okay. i mean they've got a certain amount of money and they're looking to invest it like they could be investing in 
Wrigley's chewing gum, which isn't going anywhere. Yeah. Um, well, but... especially once it dries. <laughs> <laughs> could move for it, yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, they could, could be doing that. But no, they'll take you know whatever money they've got, thousands of pounds, and buy that with it. It's just not going to be worth anything. Uh, but anyway, we're not here to talk about that. We're no, we're here to talk about something that's um, fun and life affirming and yeah. wonderful. Because today, the day of recording is ah, it is our holy day. It is our holy sacred day. Yes. It is May the fourth. May the fourth. Pete, may the fourth be with you. That's it. Now the producer is wearing uh, or was wearing earlier her Star Wars t-shirt. I'm wearing my Star Wars t-shirt. You've rocked up in a Batman. (laughs) I, for once, am not wearing a single article of Star Wars clothing. I've usually got Star Wars t-shirt, like some socks on. Um, I've got Star Wars pants, people. Yeah. (laughs) But today, gone completely Star Wars-less, so I apologise. Of all days as well. I I should have known this. Um, Crazy. Um, but anyway, yeah, I'm actually underneath this. Uh, I am actually wearing my uh, Leia costume. So, but I just don't want to. You know, slave Leia, the gold bikini. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm wearing that under the clothes. Oh, so nice. just, just imagine that. Uh, uh, it's too late. I'm already imagining it. <laughs> For some reason, I'm imagining your gold Leia bikini has got like sort of fag end marks in it, you know, like an old gold ashtray. From the 70s. Yeah. Like those, those B and H ashtrays, which is like a like a crushed up yeah. packet of B and H. Yeah, and that's just <laughs> you've got two of them duct taped to your nipples. <laughs> oh God, that's Halloween sorted. Thank that is you very Halloween. much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we're doing. Right. Uh... So yes, we're going to celebrate it in our own specific way. Now, yeah. I've not told you exactly what we're doing. No, because I think this could be this format could become a new format for our show. Okay. So I've given you somewhere a piece of paper and a pen. There we are. Now, I've also got in my hand a folded up piece of paper that I've written a list on. Okay. Okay. Now, what I want you to do is on your paper, write a list, top to bottom, of your favourite Star Wars movie and your least favourite Star Wars movie, and do them in order. Now, what I've done here, let me add the proviso. Right, okay. I've only gone with, for the sake of simplicity and this podcast, the nine main Star Wars films. The nine episodes. Yeah, the Skywalker saga, as they called it. I did think about including the... Rogue One, Rogue One Solo, Solo you know, but then you have to include like the Ewok movies and yeah, the whole Christmas special. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's, and, but we, I like no, Rogue One the, and Solo uh, a lot. The Clone Wars feature length oh, uh, one that they did, yeah, which is top. brilliant. That'd probably right. be somewhere at the top. So yeah, 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 yeah. So we'll stick to the nine, the nine episodes. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Nine. That's it. So I've written mine down already. Put uh, number one is going to be your favorite of all time. Number nine is the, your least favorite. Don't okay. tell me what you're writing, well, and I'm not going to look. Tell you what. I'm writing. I am going to need a little bit of time. Of course, to do this, of course. So I, am, I am going to talk to the listeners while you're doing this. Okay. Um, I, I did. I, I thought to myself, Eva, you're the kind of guy like me who's always got it rattling around in his head, and you just knock it out in five seconds because you've already got it worked out in your head. Or it will take a bit of time. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's uh, it's the thing is the top of the list and the bottom of the list yeah. very easy to do. Yeah, 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 right? yeah, yeah, yeah. The middle yeah. you start to get shades of grey, and if yeah. we're actually going to be marked on this, I'm going to actually think about it. Okay, um, right. So that's absolutely fine. Um, at home, if you want to do this yourselves, please do grab a pen. Uh, number one to nine, and write the nine main Star Wars theatrical movies uh, in order. Number one being the best, number nine being the worst, in your opinion. What we're going to do when Josh has uh, finished his is we're going to compare and contrast and have a bit of a discussion at the same time. Okay. While uh, Josh I'm, is writing, I'll... I'm cooking with gas here, Pete. I'm really? writing this list in in such a way you can't see at home, but right. oh. I, it's flamboyant, it's excellent, it's like Messi in his prime the way I'm writing this list. Uh, who? <laughs> Lionel Messi, he's a footballer. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought you said Messianus Prime, like a sort of Jesus Transformer. <laughs> no, I didn't, but now that is what I mean. <laughs> That's going to be my, my weekly drawing. I'll draw Messianus Prime, the uh, Transformer with a God complex. Oh my God. Yeah. I want to hear that. I want to see that movie. Yeah. <laughs> Um, right. Just while we're waiting for Josh to uh, finish, uh, the first Star Wars toy I ever had was on Christmas Day in about 1984. Uh, I got a Gamorrean guard uh, from Return of the Jedi, and my brother got Chewbacca. 
Um, please tweet us with what your first Star Wars toy was. That'd be interesting to know. Oh, that's a that's a good question. A good, write your list, Josh. I'm write, sorry, I'm writing my list. I'm writing my list. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was a, an awful lot of fun. Um, I've still got those toys somewhere. Really, really. What well, that was the big Christmas thing for me uh, was the Atat. You know, the big four four legged walkie thing. Yes. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah. Legendary. That's it. There was a girl who lived about two or three doors down from me. She was round my house playing. And I had the Atat, which at the time, you could put your hand into it to move the head around. Now, this thing looks like a mechanical dog. It's got four legs and a big sort of head. And I somehow convinced this girl that it was alive by moving its head around <laughs> and getting her to stroke it. I feel oh, really God. guilty about that. <laughs> what, do, you, do you think that she, like, hook, line and sinker bought it until, like, years later, she, like, brought the memory up in her mind? She was like, oh, Yeah. <laughs> terrible for that <laughs> no that's good fun that's good fun um right i think i am done oh nice nice oh, is the producer doing the same thing no oh, the producer's having a bit of a go okay no problem at all right okay. so um i've obviously written one number one my favorite number nine least yeah. favorite now here's what i think i think we will agree like most star wars fans are on the worst uh yes maybe uh, i actually think given our um uh, given what i've put and given what we think about the star wars films yeah i don't think we have put the same thing last i think and i don't think i i'm gonna i think this oh, will be interesting yeah because actually no yeah. i think i know what... let's let's do it let's let's take the. i was gonna say let's start at nine now yeah. when i say nine i'm gonna go one two three and then just say the name okay because i think i'm still i still think we've got the same one Okay. Okay. Number nine is one, two, three. Attack Rise of, of the Clones. I knew you'd yes. say that. I knew you'd say that. <laughs> yes, it's the worst one. It it's is the worst one. the worst one. It is the worst one. Okay, you now have 30 seconds to tell me why. Right. Okay. So there are, like, just the first thing, there are two, mm -hmm. right, played for laughs, death fake outs in that movie, like a Simpsons episode. No. Yes. They're not played for laughs. They are played. They're played for laughs when he comes back in. Yes. It's always just like, oh, no, he was fine. You know, uh, it's, it's, it's very bad. And um, right, my second point. Yes. In its entirety yes. is somehow Palpatine returned. That's fine. It's not fine. It's no. not fine. It's not fine. <laughs> like, I am there, right? Completely, I am in. Hook, line, and sinker. This is episode nine of Star Wars, right? Yeah. Like I said, I've got Star Wars pants. I am about Star Wars. But if you manage to break my immersion, right, in this, I was just sat there like, how? What? No, this doesn't make any sense. And the weird uh, the love arc between uh, ray and uh, kylo, kylo ray. Yeah. is is um, weird and unearned and just strange it's i don't like it i do not like that film one okay. bit all right no no i mean you've made very valid points okay you yeah. really really do have but i can buy the fact that palpatine is somehow so evil and so in tune with the dark side of the force that he can do something okay. to bring himself back the romance between Kylo and Rey does feel a little bit like this. It's very forced. They just needed some kind of arc to resolve for these characters. I think. Yes, but it was simmering between them in the previous movie. I felt there was, there was something. something there was a tension there. Yeah. Um, but I think uh, we're in love was a terrible resolution to that. Okay. Uh, do you know what I mean? I, I just... liked it, but I'm a bit soppy like that. I think it's fine. I'm, I'm with you. I've got no problem with the soppiness of it, but it was the fact that um, they were like, that, like they were destined to be in love, and she was also related to Palpatine, and she was also destined to be the last Jedi, and everything was destiny, and everything yeah. happened because it had to, and it was prophesized, and it was just like this is bollocks. Okay. <laughs> you yeah. know, none of these things are happening for actual logical reasons. They are just happening because. Destiny. Yes. Okay. Now, in any other franchise, I would have a problem with it, but for some reason, yeah. because it's Star Wars, and it's Star Wars has always been that that guy's your dad. You're born yeah. this way, and it's always been this whole destiny trip. I'll I give it a pass because it's Star Wars. See, the thing is, you sound you sound like me. Yeah. Um, talking about the uh, the one that uh, 
precedes it, The Last Jedi. Right. Right, because I defend, and I have The Last Jedi, quite, by the way, quite high up on this list. And me too, actually. Um, I think I'm interested to see where you put it. I yeah. defend it quite highly. Yeah. Because, for all of the reasons that you just said, right? Okay. It's just like this, yes, this is the one where they go have a horse chase at a casino. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're supposed to be episodic... Uh, movies where it just shows up and just like oh yeah they've got a you know got another a new pilot now and you know this is yeah. just what's happening it's episode nine yeah um but so I think that there's lots of stuff in the last Jedi which gets criticised and I'm just like no they have that room to manoeuvre and just do some kind of funny stuff uh, but with the last Jedi I just immediately just pull the rug from under it and I think none of those things anymore and I'm like no it didn't make any sense and I don't like it um, I don't know. I need to watch it again. I have only watched it the once. Oh really? Yeah. yeah oh yeah. blimey! I have only seen it once. Uh, okay. Yeah. I, I think you 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 you'll over time you'll yeah I'll warm you'll grow to, to it. like it. I'll warm yeah. to it. So I put I put Attack of the Clones. Attack of the Clones. So let's just get that chat out of the way. We can get this out of the way as well because mm. number eight on my list. Attack of the Clones is Attack of the Clones. Yeah, so out of all the prequels, it is the worst. It is the worst one. Yeah. Um, Phantom is often regarded as the worst one, but I think that was just the impact that it had. If you look at them both independently as films, yeah, Attack of the Clones is far worse. Like it's not yes. really comparable. It's awful. It's terrible. <laughs> it's just... really. And honestly, I still can't remember that much about it, and I've seen it multiple times. The thing is, is that yeah, it's like I think that we can all remember everything that happens in it, but we're like, no, there must have been something else, but there isn't. No, there, no. there really isn't. They roll around in a field for a bit, yes, um, and fall in love, and it's just, yeah. oh god. The, the only thing I really remember is that bit where they're in that sort of gladiatorial pit, and those creatures come out. That bit's right? kind of cool. Well, it's kind of cool, but also the creatures look pretty shitty, even for two thousand and two or yeah. whatever it was. Yeah, yeah, it looked like Dreamcast um, sprites. It was, uh, it was pretty bad, but um, I think that that had its moments. I think there's because there are some. Good. I think there's a Yoda fight in Attack of the Clones with loads mm. of flips, mm -hmm. which is kind of silly, but it's very, very watchable. No, I have more trouble <laughs> with, with the Yoda fight than I do with Palpatine coming back. Really, really, the Yoda yeah, fight yeah. really gets you. Yeah, the Yoda fight somehow it works because he's fighting Christopher Lee. Yes, you know, like, yeah. like if he was fighting Trevor McDonald, it would work, right? <laughs> but. If he was fighting like Sylvester McCoy, I don't know, it, it, it has to be that there's something silly and something incredibly serious. Right, okay, yeah? okay, okay. So yeah. Yoda doing that, all those backflips, fighting essentially the Trevor McDonald of horror, uh, Christopher Lee. Christopher Lee, Lee yes. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> no, 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 I completely get it. Yeah. Yeah, he's like this strong voice. Uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 I completely get it. Um, so for that reason it works, but I did think, oh, this is a bit naff. Mm. Even like the first time I was watching it. Yeah, it's the it's the flips. It's too many flips. It looks yes. he looks stupid. It, it, He's it's... supposed to be wise and poised. Yeah. Not I'm gonna do forty front flips. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't know how that is ever like what the character should have been. Yeah. You did that with um, young Obi Wan with the prequels because obviously you had old Obi Wan who was an old man and he had to yes. cart around a big heavy sword or whatever, and then the young one can do flips and big Jedi jumps. But Yoda, even younger Yoda, is nine thousand years old. Well, yeah, <laughs> so, just doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make sense. But again, you just say it's the Force. You know, yeah, it is just the force. He just can force. because he's got the force. Yeah. So, but no. it's a terrible film. It really is. It doesn't. It doesn't. It's a lot of it is bogged down. Not with because you always talk about the, the trade negotiations and all the political stuff in the Phantom Menace. Oh, but yeah. the in in the Attack of the Clones, aren't they just like organizing a big deal? Like they're trying to buy all of those clones, right, and build them. So a lot of it is just in boardrooms. It's like an episode of Mad Men, just like, look, man, you know, we need to get this shipment out before this date. <laughs> it's yeah. just like, I'm not sure we're going to have the manpower. You're going to need to give us a few more coins. Exactly. <laughs> it's just like, this is boring. It's not good. And also, what a terrible title for a movie. Attack, Attack of, of the, the clones. clones. That's a proper 1950s shit. Yeah. That's the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I suppose is what they're going for. Oh no! I like, yeah, that I like the, the producer for. just went rock <laughs> indignation. But no, I like nineteen fifties crappy B movies. Yeah. But Attack of the Clones really does sound like a shit sci-fi movie. Attack of the Clones was decided by some executives at Lucasfilm really? after definitely because the only reason that the Clone Wars 
and all of that existed is because it's in the script of the first film. Okay. Uh, I fought with your father in the Clone Wars, right? So then all of this was created to justify that line. So as that was the one thing, after, yeah. you know, middling um, reactions to the, the Phantom Menace, mm-hmm. it's just like, okay, get all of that boring stuff out of the way. Remember the Clone Wars from the first one, the one that you love? This is what we're having in the next movie. And right. then, Bam! Two hours of trade negotiations yeah. again. <laughs> I just couldn't be asked with it. Just couldn't, couldn't be bothered. Be asked. I couldn't be asked with the Clone Wars either. But the thing is, is that it was these the two first um, prequels were the only ones that George Lucas wrote the script for himself. Yes, he didn't have any kind of external um, help. He does get on the third movie. He does get somebody to punch up the script, and I think it's very noticeable. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so just moving on and up the list, um, I put the next one up. Uh, so Attack of the Clones, the next one up for me, number eight, was Phantom Menace. Okay, you've got Phantom Menace. Okay, right. So um, I'm a, a, we're sticking in a pretty similar thing because I've got Phantom Menace as seven as well. So we can do Phantom Menace here. It's just, just I'm here. interested to see where you've got uh, Sky, Rise of Skywalker um, um, because that's basically the only... Well, other than that, we're going on. Other than that, we're going on the same, yeah, the same length. So Phantom Menace, um, really, um, it's all about the fight at the end. Uh, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. It is all about the fight at the end. But the thing, the thing about the Phantom Menace, right? And I'm, <laughs> I'm going to need a minute to wax lyrical about the Phantom okay. Menace a little bit, right? Is that there are so many movies now that exist and like are the tentpole movies that are like the Avengers, all of these team up um, big action movies, right? Yeah. Whether it's the Transformers or the Fast and Furious or any any like that, right? There's always when it comes to the uh, the third act. Right. They always have um, to show the scale of what's going on. Yes. They have something on the ground yes. which shows uh, what's going on. They have something kind of political which is also going on, which explains the scale of everything that's happening. Yeah. And then they have something in the air, big monsters, big showy, you know, yeah. smashing stuff. Right. That is what happens in The Phantom Menace. Right. Yes. If you watch The Phantom Menace and watch the way that it's like edited, the way that it's paced. Yes. The Avengers copies it almost exactly. Obviously, yeah. does it way better, and it's a way better film. But you don't get to the Avengers, and it, that's before you start talking about all of the um, all of the CGI and stuff that it pioneered. Um, because obviously, you don't get to the big bunch of action movies without that. But definitely, the uh, the the pacing of the movie it's just ripped straight from the Phantom Menace. I think that the Phantom Menace is a landmark film, even if it's not necessarily a fun way to spend two and a half hours. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to come back to your um, what you just said a bit later in this because I think the Star Wars trilogy preempted that preempted itself. Okay. Oh, okay. That whole that whole idea that you were talking okay, about. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm here. Okay, for that. but we'll we'll come to that later on in the list. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that's Phantom Menace. Uh, my number seven was so your seven was Phantom Menace. My seven was Revenge of the Sith. Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. Okay, that is very low for that. Yes, because it's full of shit moments, right? <laughs> like, you, can I just give this two barrels for a minute? Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. No, I took I took the Phantom Menace. You, right. you go off. Okay. <laughs> Number one, Hayden Christensen. I still don't buy him as as I don't buy him as Darth Vader. I don't buy him as a struggling Anakin. I yeah. don't buy any of what what they did in that in that movie at all. It doesn't. Right. Somehow it's not big enough for me. Okay. It's not quite big enough. And emotionally, it's not big enough. But the main reason I really hate Revenge of the Sith is because R2-D2 can't do that. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. So, you know exactly the moment I'm talking so about. So R2-D2, they reveal that R2-D2 can fly, he can, right? He, apparently, he's got rocket boosters in his fucking legs now. No. <laughs> right, right. I am going to have to take you off on this, right? Because you were absolutely fine with Russell T. Davis doing that to the Daleks. No, he didn't do it to the Daleks. Are you sure? No, you, uh, you, yes. you know better than I do. No, they, they first did that in 1989 when they were in Sylvester McCoy's story, The Remembrance of the Daleks. People forget this. Oh, yeah. see, I am people that forget this. Here yeah, I am. Yeah, um, yeah. Okay, all right. So, because there was precedent for that, that's fine. Yes, the Daleks first hovered stroke flew. But R2-D2 canonically can't fly. No! Because later in the films, he can't fly. They actually have to write in some weird lore that he has his rocket boosters or something disabled or deactivated. And he also loses his memory. 
Yeah, now there is a throwaway line in Revenge of the Sith that says, wipe those droids' memories. Yes, yeah, yeah. It's just lazy writing. It's literally hand-waving a it, yeah, difficult yeah, plot yeah, point yeah. away. Yeah. Literally. Uh, so I don't like Revenge of the Sith very much. Fair enough, but isn't... It, 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 that lightsaber battle on Mustafar, like, come on! It's all right. the duel of the fates and the everything and the lava. And the, the music, fire, you, and yeah. all of that. The music is wonderful. Yeah, the music is absolutely wonderful. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, the 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 fight isn't exciting enough. It doesn't feel like the stakes no. are really there. No, it does. It does still, even though it is beautiful. I do think that the scale of at least the image, if not the fight, I think the scale of the image um, is uh, is good in the films. It does still just stink of two guys with wires stood on a tightrope. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I'm with you. But I have uh, Revenge of the Sith quite a lot higher because I like the fact that it's um, it's just, it's a lot, it's a lot better... It's a lot better than the first two, and I think it justifies a lot of the stuff that happened in the first two. Okay. It really, I like the way that it closes some of the arcs. Not all of them, Yeah. Um, but I think... After after sitting through one and two, for me, for me, because this was my my Star Wars. This was what was in the cinema. When it was, I was your growing. Star Wars, yeah. Even though it was obviously we all had the better ones on video and DVD and stuff like that. We watched mm. those. These were the ones that like the calendars and the annuals and stuff were coming out. They all had all these characters in there. So I was like, I was into it. Okay. And then when you got to the third one, and it was good, like markedly better than the first two. After after having Attack of the Clones previously, you were like, "Yeah, yes, you get it," uh, and the fact that it connected it. He, we saw the Darth Vader suit. There's loads of stuff that I think that's good about it. Okay, fair enough. Well, we'll have to move on a second. Uh, the, the producer was hurrying us along. Um, I think as we go up through the yes, list, we'll start to get to ones that we've discussed. Absolutely. Um, so my number six yeah. is the Rise of Skywalker. Okay, that's where I put it. Right. Ah, oh, this is going to be... Uh, what did you put for six? This is going to be a rough uh, five minutes for me, ladies and gentlemen. So, my number six yeah. is, funnily enough, the same as it, it appears episodically in the series. Really? Return of the Jedi. Have a guess where I put that. <laughs> is it number one? It's number one. <laughs> it's number one for me. Yeah. And I don't hate Return of the Jedi. I, have, yeah. I think Return of the Jedi has its problems, uh, but I don't hate it at all. Um, I just think that everything that I put above it is just better. Okay. I, I, I think that, um, yeah, Return of the Jedi is definitely still good Star Wars. Yeah. Um, I think it's where this list starts to get good. But I think there's, there's a lot of time just milling about in that film. Okay. There's a lot of... It was. It felt like a third movie. It felt like everybody had a lot of time on set. It felt like everybody was very comfortable. Okay. It felt like you know everybody was just. Um, yeah, they were more. They were more making a movie for the process, the career of making a movie, than they were putting out a piece of okay. uh, full entertainment. I'm going to talk That's about Return like of... a James Bond movie. That's yes. what I think about Return of the Jedi. It's like a James Bond movie. And James Bond movies are good. They're not great. Yeah, okay. I'm going to say at this point with Return of the Jedi, I think that is the point where Star Wars invented that whole thing of the scale of a drama, where right at the end you've got a lightsaber fight going on, Yeah. you've got the fight for the soul of um, Anakin stroke Darth Vader, yes. then you've got what's going on on the moon of Endor, which is more like a skirmish is... with vehicles, yeah. and then you've, you've got, got the, the spaceship battle, battle, which is still never been bettered in terms of space battles. You are right, movie. actually. You so that's right. where it comes from for me. Yeah, and I, I actually will 100% agree with that. Hey, there um, we go. I think that, yeah, probably Phantom Menace gets its props for its CGI in it. That's where, the, where it broke uh, landmark territory. But they, they did do that already in, in Return Avengers of the Jedi. Thing, in yeah. Return of the Jedi. Yeah. yeah, and I argue that's the best it's ever been done in any movie. But it is really good. It is really good. Yeah. When, that, uh, when it stops fucking around yeah. and just like, right, here we are, fifth gear, we're going to get to the end of this trilogy... That is a wonderful like hour of cinema. It like, is. It really, really is. Yeah. I just think it just it takes a bit to get there. Okay, no problem. Um, so you put uh, yeah, that was it. You put Return of the Jedi there. Yeah, I'll, I'll come back to it when we get to number one when we both do our number one. Yeah, definitely, okay. Definitely. Uh, number five. Okay, number five. I put what I think you put at number one. I put number five. Empire Strikes Back. Number five is the Empire Strikes Back. I knew this would happen. What? I, I waited until you weren't holding something made of glass. <laughs> I waited for you to put the wine bottle down. 
what? what? How? By what logic is it fine? <laughs> because there were four better movies than it in the uh, in the saga. In no, no. What? No, I mean, it's flawless. <laughs> it's in a minute, the best Star Wars film. When we get to your entry for Empire Strikes Back, you can tell me how good it is. Okay. But let me tell you how shit it is first. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. I'll take my lumps. <laughs> it's really weirdly edited, especially in the last hour. There's something wrong with the editing. Okay, what do you mean? That's a, that is a very nitpicky um, argument. I'm going to need some specifics here. The bit in Cloud City where... It's just in the run-up to light, uh, Luke Skywalker's lightsaber fight with Darth Vader. Yes. And they're sort of looking for each other in Cloud City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In all the different corridors. And they're going up lifts and stuff. It's really weirdly edited, and you don't know where the hell they are in relation to each other. That doesn't work. It's bad okay. filmmaking. Objective. I know they say it's the best. You're right. No, film. you are right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That bit for me doesn't work at all. It often crosses that... Um, what's the, the line... That they're supposed to. Oh, it's yes. like an imaginary line between two people having dialogue. That's and you right. can only really show them from that side because if right. you show it from the other side, it just trips everybody's brain out. Yes. And I feel like we see the same corridor from like multiple different angles yes. um, at different times, and it does confuse you. Yeah, but I think is that in is it? I mean, even though it might not have been used to great effect, is that intentional? Because Cloud City is supposed to be a floating. Oh, I'll, I'll buy that argument. Maybe. Right? Maybe. If Palpatine yeah. can come back, we can have a confusing scene. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> no, um, but I think I do think you're right. That is a good point. If you're going to criticise Empire Strikes Back, that's a good one. Yeah, I would also. I think the stuff with Yoda goes on for a little bit too long. Okay. Um, and, okay. And, and yeah, and, and while that's happening, which is not always interesting, what's happening on Cloud City with the other characters? isn't really that interesting until you get the double cross situation yeah, with Lando. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, the ending isn't amazing, really. Don't make that face. What? The ending is amazing. I mean, the ending I mean, is the point. I mean, literally the way that it ends, the last shot, all of that. Um, I remember renting it when I was like 13 or 14 from the video shop. Um, yeah. And I hadn't seen Star Wars movies since I was like six, seven, eight. It right. went on very often, and you couldn't get hold of the videos at the time. No. And they had a rental copy of it, and I was like, "Oh my god, Star it's a Star Wars movie!" I put it on, and I'm watching it. It's like, "Oh, hang on a minute, the credits will come up. That's it." Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's very abrupt. It's very abrupt. I don't like that. So what happens? So so Luke falls down the chute. Yes. Then they cut to the other characters, and they escape. Yes, yeah, so the Millennium Falcon picks up Luke from underneath Cloud City, yeah. and then you see and then they him just fly away. getting his hand fixed. Well, no, there's a shot of them no. watching. Yeah, they look out like as if they're. I always feel like there's supposed to be a star, uh, like a uh, fireworks display at that point. The way that they're all looking out of the window. It does look a bit like that. It looks yeah. like they're going to be looking at some uh, some fireworks, but they're yeah. not. And then um, you just get the end credits, and you just think. Nah. Yeah, they just kind of talk about it because they, they, they have that like weird conversation, which is just like. That was weird, wasn't it? And they're like, yeah. yeah. And then they look out the window. Now, now with the benefit of hindsight, we know there's a movie after it. True. But imagine being in the cinema at the time. Yeah, thinking, I suppose. Hang on a minute, I paid five quid for this movie, and I got four pound eighties worth of movie. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. But is that but but is that part of the fun? As much as it might be a, a, a you know just a marketing ploy, if you look at it cynically. Hmm. Isn't that part of the fun? It's, you know, with the Avengers movies. Um, spoilers for all of these movies, by the way, if you haven't seen them. But it's like with the Avengers movies, you know, with Infinity War. Yeah. Um, they, have the, they have the Empire Strikes Back ending. Yeah, they you know, do. They, they kill off half the people in the universe. Yeah. Um, but then you're coming back to see how, uh, how they dig themselves out of it. I guess so. Um, okay. It's, I think as twist endings to movies go... The it's twist the itself, best one. The twist itself is very good. Very I don't know, the best one is probably a huge shout as well. There have been some great twist endings yeah, to movies. Yeah, that's a separate podcast to be fair, because yeah. we're already winning overtime on oh, this. Oh god, we're running so much overtime. Yeah, right, okay. Time. Let's, um, um, what have we got? What let's go to, are we on? Or did you put for number five? I put The Force Awakens, number five. Fair dudes. I put The Force Awakens, um, yeah, there. I think it's um, better, than, uh, better than Return of the Jedi. But I don't think it's as good as any of the other ones that I've put uh, okay. above it. It's very safe 
I think it we could, could. It could even go lower. Yeah. Um, for what it's worth, I put Force Awakens at the next one up for my list number four. I think it does. It does its job very well. Um, I think it's uh, a love letter to older fans. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, I think it, it does something curiously accessible for people who've never seen a Star Wars film. Yes. Which it had to do. It was. It was. It, it's a masterpiece in terms of the fact that yeah, it is all things to all men. Like it yeah. is a genuine, true revisiting of the Star Wars universe, which is true to the fans and is was satisfying to fans yeah. after you know at least for the first year before they all started nitpicking it. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody was satisfied, but also you could take your nan to it. Mm. And just be like, okay, that's. And she'd have fun. She'd do, she'd be fine with it. You know, everybody yeah. would understand. Uh, and so, there yeah. were there were things that I'd never seen in a Star Wars movie before, like for example, a stormtrooper that defects. Yes, that yeah, was, yeah, yeah. People don't really people don't think about it anymore. But it was such a cool idea because they didn't do anything with the plot line. It's, it's something mm. that really, uh, which is why people are so um, tense about the eighth and ninth. Uh, movie because right. of you know what happened to Finn as a character they just kind of completely ignored him but it's also the fact that not only have they ignored that character but it's such an interesting character a stormtrooper that defects is like make that the franchise I want to hear about that right. but we mm-hmm. just did nothing as you say it's, yeah it's, it's also the movie with the most uh, of BB-8 who I do like BB-8 a lot BB-8 is strong yeah. a very strong addition to the uh, to the franchise and actually um, for um, for all of the uh, shit that I give the uh, the Skywalker one the last one yeah Rise Babu Frick yeah what a legend yeah yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. brilliant yeah. if there's one thing star wars does well it's how to make a cute weird little character yeah exactly <laughs> yeah and the crowd went absolutely nuts in the oh, cinema when, oh, when we went to see it honestly that one scene yeah. where he shows back up he's like, <laughs> <laughs> i got up out of my seat i was watching it in my living room I was like, <laughs> <laughs> uh Right. Okay, so um, we, we can sort of start tying these up fairly quickly now. That was uh, number four for me, Force Awakens. Um, yeah, m- number four for me is The Last Jedi, right? Yeah. Which is quite high, um, but as I went over earlier, I think that it it, it it gets a pass for all of the reasons that Pete thinks the uh, last one gets a pass because it's yeah it's Star Wars it's not up to you they can do this uh, this stuff Absolutely. I really really like um, the uh, I like all of the stuff on the island all of the weird like dreamscape stuff all yeah. of the you know the infinite mirror um, and I really really like uh, that scene where the Star Destroyer thing gets like ran through yeah uh, with that just and it goes silent like that scene in Interstellar yeah oh. Beautiful. It's great. Absolutely incredible. So, um, yeah, everybody can shut up about The Last Jedi. It's great. Can I just say I put The Last Jedi at number three? Oh, okay. Even higher. Brilliant. I really think it's um, easily the most auteurish Star Wars movie. It was directed by Ryan Johnson. 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's that the motif of um, white and red in the whole movie beautiful yeah, which yeah, yeah. culminates in that final battle sequence what a great idea it's that you would brilliant. have the red planet with the white salt on top of it yeah and, and then the footprints and, but it's wow. also so visually interesting because of those you know the, the speeder bikes that go through it yeah. it's just it's really well done Star Wars really? it feels like Star Wars made by a real Star Wars fan. That's it. Not like J.J. Um, uh, Abrams, who I, not, I'm saying is not a big Star Wars fan. Uh, he definitely is, especially if you've seen a Star Trek movie. Right. But um, that wasn't him making the movie that he wanted to make. He was making a studio movie. That's, yes. That's what it is. Yeah, that's it. Also, um, the bit in the middle of Return of... Uh, the bit in the middle of The Last Jedi, after that big throne room fight sequence, which is amazing. Yes, brilliant. The bit after that fight where it's just Kylo and Rey talking... At that moment in the cinema, the first time I watched it, it genuinely feels like this franchise could go anywhere. Yes, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's she gonna do? What's Where are he we gonna going do? From yeah, here? are yeah. they gonna be both good, both evil? Are they gonna go their own way? Yeah. And it really felt as I was watching it, I was thinking to myself, I've never seen this in a Star Wars film. No, I've never seen. I've always, it's always been this is definitely a goodie. This is definitely yeah. a baddie. Yeah. Let's watch them fight. But now this new thing happens, and it's like these people could go. Completely all wrote. sorts of yeah. different uh, ways, and they could they could actually go and try and attempt to do something virtuous, but that could fail, and then yeah. they could like we could actually see some really interesting things from these characters. Yeah, uh, easily probably the most electrifying the entire franchise has ever been. Yeah, 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 and moment. I think I think it's, it's visually it's it's the best. Oh yes, visually it's the best moment yeah. for sure. That Absolutely. throne room fight, like we were saying, the the fights on that um, yeah. uh, planet. 
and all of the stuff that's on the little Irish island. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. Great. Wonderful. So moving on then, um, what did you put for number three? Number three, oh, yeah. I have Revenge of the Sith, which oh. you put all the way down somewhere. Yeah, I put it um, all the way down. Which I think maybe putting it above um, Return of the Jedi and, uh, and stuff like that is probably a bit much, but I really, really liked it. Okay. Um, and I think the quality of... Um, uh, it, it's it's kind of like a it's like a posthumous Oscar for um, uh, you uh, and McGregor's Obi Wan Kenobi, even though he's coming back. Yeah. But it's just like <laughs> like one of those um, things, like how the Return of the King got like eleven Oscars or something yes. like that. Even though the first two didn't get any, it's yes. just like look, you, you we need to give you some kudos for this. And that's <laughs> how I feel about um, uh, you and McGregor's Obi Wan Kenobi and Revenge of the Sith. It was just like, good God, that guy was incredible <laughs> the whole time, uh, and I think he carried those uh, those movies here. Now, I think we've both put the same movie at number two. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we have. So, one, two, three, Star Wars. Wars. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad that you called it Star Wars and not... Oh, you wrote, wrote Star Wars as yes, well. Yes, because um, I pointedly wrote Star Wars, not Episode Four: A New Hope, because it yeah. was released as Star Wars. Yeah. It's called Star Wars on the poster. It is Star Wars. It is Star Wars. Yeah, and that's why it's at number two as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because it, the, the thing is about Star Wars is that Star Wars kind of transcends this franchise, yes. right? Because it is the it is the three act plot now that they teach when people are doing screenwriting. It's just like okay, look at Star Wars. Yes. This movie is perfect. Yes, <laughs> right. Take all the character names away and change all of the different points of interest and stuff like that. Yeah, and just replace them, and it'll be a new movie and it'll be great. Probably, that's it. That's it. <laughs> you know. Um, so there's there's really something to be said about it. But also, if you're just looking at it as in terms of a Star Wars fan, yeah. Um, brilliant what an introduction to that world it's uh, all there even though i used to i remember when we first started talking about star wars when we first became friends i used to always bitch about as kevin smith calls it 30 minutes of wandering in the desert uh, at the start of the film i was going to bring this up yeah i yeah. i i do love that first half an hour and i think it's like that for a reason i think it's a work of genius imagine yeah. you're uh, taking somebody out on a date to the cinema um, who doesn't like science fiction and you're dragging them to this new sci-fi movie called Star Wars yeah. that's what that first half an hour is about because it's nothing to do with spaceships no, sci-fi no. laser guns it's two robots bickering at each other in the desert and yeah. it's hilarious yeah. and it gets you on side before the big stuff happens I'm with you on that to be fair it's, it's almost like if it wasn't a desert planet yeah. a lot of that stuff could have happened in like a diner like, yes, a, or, like in a Quentin Tarantino movie, it would have been in a diner. Yeah, right? it would have been like in a field with two farmhands. Yeah, arguing or something. in a Coen Brothers movie. That's yes, what it was. <laughs> yes. In fact, that first half an hour is very much like a Coen Brothers movie, but with more lasers. <laughs> Coen Brothers, we need to tweet them. More lasers, guys. Can't <laughs> <laughs> um, make the top of this list. That's um, it. Right. Um, so, number one. Number one. So... I think we've this argument again. Okay, so I put Return of the Jedi. I put The Empire Strikes Back. Okay, and we need to really wrap things up here because the producer's starting to sweat for the runtime. Oh, God, right. We are actually, uh, yeah, we're getting up there. Right, okay. Very quickly, I'll, I'll get mine out of the way. Okay, okay. Return of the Jedi. Um, I love the fact that you can tell David Lynch was involved very briefly. The sort okay. of darkness of it, especially at yes. the beginning. I yeah. think it has the hardest job of all of them except maybe episode nine, because yeah. it has to go from the darkness of Empire Strikes Back and then bring everything back up to a happy ending, which it yeah. does. Yeah. Yeah. I also love the speeder bikes. Love the speeder bikes. Yeah. yeah. That's undeniably speeder fun. Speeder bikes are great. And that whole imagery at the end of the um, the forest folk overcoming the technologically advanced folk. Right. Yes. There's yeah, something yeah. very strong visually happening You love the there. theme of that. Yeah. Plus, just the, 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 the sight of Luke Skywalker with a very injured Darth Vader on his shoulder at the end with everybody running around them and he's healed and he's saved yeah. Yeah. and there's this forgiveness. It's true redemption. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, plus all the stuff I said earlier. About plus the, all of the other the stuff, stuff, yeah, and how it influenced the Avengers and all of that. Kind of so stuff. that's my piece on Return of the Jedi. Fair Go on and tell me why Empire Strikes Back is so good. Empire Strikes Back is so good because, number one, just the sheer balls of it. Okay. Right? They don't like they're not uh, they're not opening it as they like the first uh, first uh, movie obviously opens you have big spaceship in space mm -hmm. right this movie is not going to open uh, like that it's going to open with uh, a, like a twelve minute scene of snow like yeah we get some like we get some uh, attacks and stuff like that but it's a very like it's a 
intentionally long, quite slow scene. Like you're saying about the start of the, the first movie once they get onto Tatooine. Yeah. Um, but it's just, it's very much, it sets everything up. It it advances all of everybody, uh, every character's arc yep. well enough to set them up for all of this. And then the way that they just then let the dominoes fall for this huge, huge moment at the end. And then you you brought it up as a criticism, which I do think is valid, but I still think that ending on that bittersweet, you know, at that abrupt ending of that movie, I just absolutely love it. For me, it's it's just, yeah, it's just the balls of it. I just, I, it's just like, you see that uh, the, the credits roll and you're just like, nah. <laughs> yeah. It's so, so good. Um, and uh, yeah, I uh, think that, the lightsaber fights are probably. I think the lightsaber fight that uh, they have mm. in that is probably better than the just choreography wise. Mm. I think it's better than the one in Return of the Jedi. Even though um, uh, Return of the Jedi is the fight is cooler because the stakes are bigger. They are, and the emotions are higher. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I think that it's yeah. I think it's way cool. Okay. I just think it's really cool. It is. I, I, I will say that I think a lot of the people who are sort of bitching about The Last Jedi are exactly the kind of people who bitched about Empire Strikes Back when it first came out and now they tell you Empire is the best movie of all time. Right, okay. And, uh, and they're moaning about The Last Jedi now for doing exactly the sorts of revolutionary things that Empire yeah. did. Yeah. Which, this only, only compounds how fucking terrible Attack of the Clones is. <laughs> like, that being in the middle... Like, look at those middle movies. Yeah. The Empire Strikes Back and The Last Jedi. Both, as far as I'm concerned, phenomenal movies. And everything in the middle of that. So Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens are you know, in yeah. the middle of that, and they're amazing movies. They are really, really good. Uh, but it's just... like They couldn't have that, that bridge movie in the middle of the trilogy and that, you know, Attack of the Clones just did nothing. It didn't have that big trippy ending or you know yeah. oh. anyway talking about not having much of an ending um, <laughs> the producer i think has fallen asleep uh, and no doubt so is everybody else so just to uh, just just to give some finality to this return of the jedi is the best one no it's not it's the empire strikes back and i will say that until my dying breath anyway um we need to do some admin um uh, yes Thank you for sticking with us. I'm imagining not many people have stuck with this one to the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we'll, we'll probably get pretty hefty mail sack out of this one, though. I, I would hope so, yeah. If anybody disagrees, or if anybody has got a vehement number one or number nine, which uh, which we didn't choose, that's what yes. I'd, be, I'd be interested in. Absolutely. If you don't agree with, you know, The Force Awakens at number five, fair enough, but... You'd have to be pretty motivated to then send in that message. If you've got something that you think is the best or the worst. Absolutely. I, uh, I definitely want that. And also, what was your first Star Wars toy? That's a really yes. cool thing. Yes, yeah. What was mine? I think my first Star Wars toy was uh, the dual-ended... Um, oh, the Darth Maul lightsaber. Darth Maul lightsaber. That's probably. very 1999. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Because uh, that was when I started getting into it, when they yeah. did all the marketing for that movie. Absolutely. Uh, Right. Well, uh, if you want to send us anything, uh, we promise yes. we'll probably be uh, slightly less nerdy next week. Um, <laughs> you can get hold of me. <laughs> the producer's shaking her head. <laughs> I don't think we can make that promise, really. <laughs> next week, there'll be more biscuits chat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll talk. Uh, to be fair, at least we pontificated uh, for a long time about movies that were in English at this time. That's I true. think we did 10 minutes on anime last time. We did, to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, you can get hold of me on Twitter. My name is Pete's Tweets. That is at S Tweets Pete. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Sheddy the Boy. S H E double D Y. Don't look at me like that. S H E double D Y T H E B O I. And you can get hold of the producer, uh, which is at the producer J W P. And you can find us all here at the Josh and with Pete family at Josh and with Pete. That's it. That's everything to say, really. Um, we've probably really overran, so thank you for sticking with us if you have. We will see you next week with, hopefully, a guest. But we'll see what happens. Absolutely. We'll see you then. Take care. Bye. Bye.